back to the Rich Check Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, we're back for the ninth season. Woo! Oh my God, this is episode 56. Um, we have a special co-host this evening. Shout out to Dana Lee. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me again. It's good to have you back. Um, we've been gone for, for a few weeks. Uh, episode, uh, or season eight, rather, was... Extra long. Was extra long. Actually, we went super long. We went, we, we didn't stop. We did a whole we, other season. Well, we did three. Yeah. Back to back. We did six, seven, and eight. We, we really didn't take a break. Yeah. Um, and then we, we finally got the opportunity to, so, so we did, and it's, it's been nice, but it's nice to be back. Um, our uh, third member, uh, Rashawn, is uh, in London visiting some friends for, for a wedding. He'll be back next week. Um, but uh, it's good to see you guys. It's good to be back on the couch. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to talking about several topics tonight um, and catching up with you. But before we get into that, obviously, we have to have our honorary wrist check. Uh, Danny, you want to kick us off? What do you got? You got something special on the wrist tonight. I do. I do have something special. Um, it is the new Seiko Rowing Blazers collab. Ooh. Yes, in purple. You know, shout I love out a to good Eric purple. Wind. Yeah, shout out to Eric Wind. Um, shout out to Jack as well from yeah. Rowing Blazers. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous. And I mean, I love purple. So yeah. it's the best combination. I think the NATO strap combo is pretty fire too. Right? I thought so too. Yeah, the strap that comes with it? Yeah. It's like a little dark green. It's got some yellow on it. It's just good. No, it's definitely like channels, like the Rolling Blazers aesthetic. It's like kind of preppy, kind of mm-hmm. quirky. It's nice. Yeah. And that deep purple dial is fire. It's so good. When the light hits it, it's just like, it's so good. I don't it's know one of those things, like I saw the collection online and I was like, oh, this is cool. But like seeing the purple one in person is like, oh, this thing is fire. Yeah, the purple yeah. and the white dial were It's probably my favorite out of the four. I will say the pink was surprising like when okay. i saw the pink in person well when i first saw the photo of the pink i was like oh like it's good but then i think seeing it in person like it really catches your eye yeah mm-hmm. shout out to rowing blazers for those that don't know rowing blazers is kind of like it's a clothing company yep um and it's kind of they have like a co- collegian aesthetic i guess you could say it's like super preppy mm-hmm. but very casual it's, it's cool stuff they have a store out here i think it's on rivington street right yep down in, uh, in in the Lower East Side. Ben, what are you rocking today? Uh, in honor of the man who never intentionally repeats a watch, I'm yeah. intentionally repeating a watch. <laughs> uh, first episode of the new season means all reliable. Green OP41. There we go. It looks good. Being the Yeah. Having it's got, cleaned you it. Got, it's hella dirty. You got a lot of dings and scratches. Bracelet's a little sticky. Thing. Yeah, there's dings all over the place. The bezel's beat, but that was the whole point. It looks good. We're going to keep it going. Yeah, no, I kind of miss mine now that oh. I look at you. Oh. <laughs> I didn't think I would. I'm like, damn, that's pretty good. It's nice. It looks good, man. Yeah. There's some, there's some new stuff in the collection, but later on. Okay. All right. We'll get to it. Um, this evening, I am wearing um, an Old Faithful. I haven't worn this in a while. Wear my Vintage Tutor, 7962 reference, big rose, roulette date wheel. Um, you actually helped me pick out the strap. Mm-hmm. It's a brown lizard strap. Um, stainless steel case. Uh, gold indices, gold hour, and uh, minute hand, second hands. I uh, love this thing. So 34 millimeters on the smaller side, but I, I'm skewing smaller these days. Yeah? Yeah, making room for, for other things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but no, I love this thing. This was a uh, this was a gift from my wife, actually. Shout out to Perry's wife. Yes. Uh, though I sourced it during COVID and, and got an amazing deal on it. So the gift that keeps on giving. It's probably one of my favorites that you have, too. It's a good one. This was uh, and it was featured in Hodinkee. Ah, yes, Shout it out was. to Hodinkee. Shameless plug. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, this is this is a good one, and I haven't worn it in a while. And I threw it on, and I was like, "Yeah, that's what I liked about this watch." So uh, no, really good. All right, moving along. Um, you guys have been up to a lot. I want to catch up with you for a bit. Um, I know Dana, you you you've been uh, hitting the scene a, with uh -huh. with Tell the Time, yeah, and really blossoming and blowing up. Yeah, uh, you had a, a New York Times article that came out. I did. Some time ago. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, it's honestly so crazy to think about because I think a year ago, a little over a year ago, we were mm -hmm. sitting on this couch and I had like just kind of started yeah, getting things going, which is like really <laughs> crazy to now like be here and, yeah. and think about how far it's come. Um, but it was great. I mean, it was an amazing conversation with a group of really great women. Um, shout out to them. Super awesome. It barely felt like an interview or anything. Like, I mean, we just sat down and talked for an hour and a half and That's that was awesome. really it. Um, and I'm just, you know, so grateful to be in the company of such awesome people. Yeah, no, I checked out the article. That was, it was, it was great. I think it was for like during uh, International Women's Month, yep. right? Yep. Um, and they featured some other people that we know. They featured Katie Reed mm -hmm. of Watchers in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. um, I think JJ of Daily Grail was also yeah. featured in there. Shout out to JJ, she's yeah. been on the show. Yeah, Isabella also from Phillips. That's um, right, yeah, we yep. know Isabella well. Jane as well. Um, just honestly, a amazing group of women. I no, really it's, it's, and it's awesome that they were able to uh, to highlight you guys too. Yeah. Um, yeah, for, for International Women's Month and just from, you know, the, what's happening in the watch industry and, and the watch community from from ladies perspective i thought that was really awesome for sure and you recently came back from um san francisco what was going on out there i saw you hanging out with jason yeah um jason had asked if i was interested in going out to wind up with him and we work a lot on a lot of stuff together just yep. because we have you know a lot of what we do kind of aligns super well. So shout out to Jason Gong. Yep. Shout out to Jason. He is one of the best out there. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, went out to San Francisco. Um, I always love an excuse to be on the West Coast. Sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was really great to be out there for, for just the weekend. And it's really cool seeing a lot of brands out there too. I think right. also getting to know the um, Bay Area collector community. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of my readers right now, um, most of them are obviously in New York, but my second largest base, which I was kind of surprised about, was SF. Um, oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so I didn't expect that. I was thinking maybe like Miami or LA, just kind of given you sure. know what the markets look like. But SF is my second biggest market, so I figured I'd go out, check it out. Got to meet some of my um, subscribers and followers, which was oh, super fun. Yeah, that was it, was, it was very surreal. Isn't it always you know? funny to meet people who are like actually paying attention to what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it's mean, like, oh my God, you actually like me? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they were, they were amazing, super sweet. Um, and just really nice to have a conversation with them. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it is a little weird. Cause I'm just like, I'm just like me, like, you know, one person sure. kind of like, you know, talking about the things that, you know, we all love yeah. and just sharing my perspective on it. And it's just really nice. But it's to know awesome. One it's person, nice like, to see that, the, like the work that you're putting yeah. in is actually really working and connecting with people. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, we'll have Jason on the show uh, again uh, sometime soon in the near future. 
and uh, kind of get the lowdown of what's catching up with him. Shout out to Jason and, and Complecto and everything you got going on, my man. I saw him recently at a, a Moser event. It was great to connect with him again. Yeah. Uh, ben, you you recently just got back. You were you were out in Geneva. Yeah, baby's baby's first Euro trip. Baby's first Euro <laughs> trip. Talk about it. Uh, what were you doing out in Geneva, Switzerland? Visiting Patek's factory. Ooh. So I was there for a week and it was a lot of, it was intense. I want to say it was a lot of work because none of it felt like work. Wow. But it was all just fun. It was like you wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, you get on the bus at 7.30, you head to a factory and you're there till five o'clock. But then you like in between all that time, it's like we're eating lunch with like CEOs, CMOs and like wow. meeting all these people and like meeting like. That's awesome. I met people who were actually setting diamonds and watches that's crazy setting gems and watches and like making dials and cases and like watching them do it wow and they show you how to do it and then they did an exercise where they tested us on how to do it mm. so i had to chamfer part of a bridge and i was like i don't know what chamfering means yeah <laughs> right but it's a form of polishing that's under the 45 degree angle yeah. on the belt and every single part of this bridge gets chamfered perfectly at a 45 degree angle it's crazy wow. so they let you do one and then if they if you ruined it they would put it under a loop like a microscopic loop <laughs> they would zoom in and just toss in and say here start over oh wow. my god yeah so their and factory is about like 20 minutes outside of geneva the salon's like right in the middle next yeah. to where all the watch shops are at and it's a little confusing when you first get there so this is my first time in geneva and mm. you see all the brands like you see rolex you see piaget you see chopard you see all these signs everywhere on top of buildings yeah so you think that it's like a salon or a factory or something it's not it's all marketing mm. they don't do billboards they actually post the names of the brands on buildings so it's all advertising so these aren't their buildings right well, that's crazy. <laughs> they're like, there could be residential, it could be offices, it could be anything. That's but so funny. it would say, like, one of the main, like, one of the biggest signs there is Chopar. Yeah. And there's nothing to do with Chopar there. It's a it's Prada store. It's a Prada store. That's hilarious. Yeah. And it's like, it was crazy. But the salon there, what I found out is that up until the 50s, that Patek salon was also their factory. Oh, wow. So they were making and selling watches in the same place. That's oh, crazy. Wow. And when we went, it's the only place in the world where you can see every single Patek in the current catalog. Oh, that's wow. awesome. So before we went, they were like, right, like tell us your expectations for the day when we go there. And somebody was like, I want to see a 5316-500. And I was like, oh, me too. Yeah. And then like- <laughs> We'll ten, have to toss a picture of Yo, for, for 10 minutes. And that was my pick for Watches and Wonders. It was like yeah. the best watch, right? 10 minutes into it, we meet one of like the head watchmakers mm. and he's like talking to us. He's like, oh, wait, before you go. And he like walks away and he comes back with a tray with a piece of paper on it. And it's two minute repeaters and one of them's the new one. That's and we, everyone stood up and we were like, what the f <laughs> Like, where did that come from? Yeah. It was that and it was that new two-tone 6300. That's crazy. And wow. seeing one of those watches was crazy. It's, yeah. It's big. It's like a hockey puck. It's crazy. Wow. And it's, wow. it's like, it's not as thick as you would think it is, mm. but it's wide. Yeah. So definitely not for everybody, but I mean, the whole experience we were there and after, especially after going to the Dow factory, we were like, protect your charge more for watches. Wow. It was insane. Wow. The Dow factory is two hours away from the city in like the mountains. Yeah. Uh, the guy, so there's one guy who does all the wood marketry dials. Okay. He does it out of his house. Because all the equipment specialized and Patek can't do it in the factory. That's crazy. Oh, wow. You can look out of the window in the factory and see his home. It's across the street. Oh, wow. He wanted to live that close to the factory. That's crazy. So if he ever needed to be there, he could be there. How long do you like, like, what's the average lifespan of like a watchmaker's career at Patek? Forever. Yeah. 
Yeah, the the guy who invented the annual calendar for them in 1996 still works there. I met him. That's wild. Yeah. We had a day where we spent it with like R&D and he was the first person we met. That's crazy. So he invented that movement when he was fresh out of watchmaking school. So early 20s. He's still there. And that was in 96. That's funny. So like, uh, like, I mean, you know this, like over here in the States. And it's funny because I was talking to someone recently who didn't even realize that like Patek was like a family owned business. Mm -hmm. Patek seems much larger than I assume. Yeah, I mean, they're larger than life. You're right. But like how like. I'm trying to like get a sense of like, like how did reality sort of set in? I mean, it feels like there, a family. Like, like we were there, and like obviously these people don't know us from a hole in the wall. Sure. We were walking through, see people in the hallway. Everybody said hi. Everybody wanted to talk to you. Because it's and, crazy to like to like be a fan yeah. of this brand, and like you see these watches, you know, released year after year. What they do with novelties, mm-hmm. and then you go and you meet the people that are responsible. Yeah, and meeting those people, it's like. It doesn't feel like a job for them. Like they were all, we were asking them questions and they yeah. were like super eager and like happy to answer them. They were like smiling that we wanted to know more. That's awesome. And like we were like trying to take pictures with them because they were like celebrities to us and they yeah. couldn't believe it. <laughs> like one of the guys. That's out, what I'm talking so we about. So met, we met, we met this guy and I'm going to butcher his name because it's very European. So I'm not even going to try. But like when you think of a watchmaker, like what do you think? You think like an old guy with like right. a lab coat. Right. Sure. So many women there. Wow. So many younger people there. Wow. So many people of all ethnicities, all skin colors. Wow. And we met this one guy who we really made feel like a rock star. Okay. He, this dude tattoos from his head to toe. I'm talking about like literally on his head to toe. Wow. Mohawk, bleach blonde, gauges like the size of a fist. And he was a gem setter. Wow. And oh, wow. we were like, he was, he's at his bench. And we did a workshop all about gem setting. So we were, the workshop was just about this guy doing random setting on the 7118 case. Mm. So he was setting diamonds into the bezel. And that lasted for like 20 minutes. And then we were like, all right, like whatever, like we're kind of over it. Yeah. Like we were just quiet and watching him yeah. go in a straight line. And like literally like I was falling asleep. Yeah. So that was done. And then as we're leaving, we see this guy setting emeralds into a dial. And we were like, what's going on over there? Wow. So like five of us walked over. And he like looks up and like starts to smile. He like picks up the dial and we start looking at it and we just start watching him set it. And he's invisibly setting emeralds into a dial. Oh, and when wow. we found out about how Patek does their invisible settings that it's done on the rail. So they facet every single stone on the bottom so they can slide in. Oh, wow. And if you know anything about gems, emeralds are the most fragile, yeah, like brittle thing there is. Yeah. That's why they're so expensive. So setting them in general is already a risk. You're yeah. cracking yeah. them all yeah. the time and you're yeah. losing material. But then they're fastening them on the bottom and then setting it. That's crazy. So the level of difficulty is crazy. One of the guys who was there, he works for a big time jeweler in Ohio. And he was like, this is insane. He was like, I love this man. And he like took a photo with him and they could not stop laughing. They like, couldn't believe it. That's awesome. That's and awesome. and like I'm, I met the CMO of the company and he was like, you see how everybody's like, people here like welcome this. Like, and that comes from the top. That culture comes from the sterns. Wow. And that it's so it's like this true family. Yeah, hundred percent. They all feel like it. And like I'm yeah. sure. I mean, it's a job. It's really good days and bad days. But sure. When we were there, every day seemed to be a good day, and that was the point that they were trying to make. It's pretty awesome. So, you know, you being 
a fan and protect. Well, I was a fanboy the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I met someone who was actually like working on the watch, I was like, I want to know why they do that. Did like, it sort of, uh, do you feel like you're even more invested? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure like going to any factory of a brand can mm -hmm. make you feel like that, but I don't think anything's going to be like protect. Some people might get close. Some people could do it in a different way, but just being at Patek was nuts. It's awesome. I'm glad you got to experience it. Yeah, especially that, with a brand like that. It was it was crazy. That's pretty incredible. 10 out of 10 recommended. Also, as a client, you can do it. While we were there, there were random clients in there as groups. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Like awesome. just visiting. You can schedule it. Did you get to go to the museum as well? We went to the museum. They were pretty strict. Like They don't let anybody take photos or anything like that, but yeah. the museum's insane. Yeah. There's a whole floor dedicated to stuff that's not Patek watches, and it's called like the historical collection. Huh. And it's stuff that the Stern family has just purchased over the years because of their admiration for it. Wow. So there's like rooms just full of enamel watches and automatons, it's like crazy. specifically birdcage automatons. Oh, wow. There's one that's probably as like as wide as this table in circumference. Yeah. Probably as tall as one of us are, and the bottom of it is an enamel clock. You're supposed to hang it. That's oh, crazy. Wow. It is fucking nuts and it's all gold <laughs> and they work like everything in there is working clock yeah and then they had stuff like that and then on the flip side they showed us what the smallest clock in the whole collection was yeah and it was a pocket watch that was the size of a penny it's wow mechanical it's crazy That's crazy so it was yeah it was crazy shout out to geneva and shout out yeah. to it's <laughs> a so whole nother experience yeah. um moving along you know this week is been an interesting week. It's, it's been an interesting time in, in watches in general since Watches of Wonders. But um, this week in particular, we saw something interesting. Yeah? This week? Uh, <laughs> it, well, I mean, <laughs> one of the things I wanted to, to, to talk about was the there was a four-digit Milgauss mm -hmm. that went up for auction. My at, favorite at Rolex Phillips. <laughs> So if you've been watching the show, if you've been listening... You know that, you know, way back when we were really, really big critics of, uh, of, of Rolex and our love and appreciation for them has grown as we've gotten lucky enough to acquire some of our own. <laughs> but uh, Ben has still been quite the critic of, of, of the brand. Love-hate relationship. Yeah, Mostly I mean, love. Yeah. Mostly love. But this is your, your favorite watch. Yeah. And um, it went up for auction, and it, it recently it sold. It was this was a mint condition. Yeah, it was pretty perfect. Uh, Milgauss that sold for two point five million, and though yes, I am surprised that it got that high because I think the first, uh, the other two that went up for auction, ended up selling like the high three hundreds. Mm -hmm. um, this one doubled the estimate. More than double the estimate. I think this one was because of its uh, its uh, rarity and uh, the condition and and all the collateral that it came with was valued at one point one, sold for two point five. But I was surprised by who purchased it. Yeah, this is Rolex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think about this? I mean, that's not a secret that brands do that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the fact they're willing to spend two million on it is a little nuts. The, yeah, that but was kind of surprising. Whatever it takes. But you don't hear too often about Rolex buying their own pieces. No, nah, but like if if you're there, you know. Well, I know that, but at two point five million, that's kind of crazy. And so, but what what happened with this is interesting. It it they literally it was a bidding war. Yeah, it was between them and one other guy, who's like a crazy Rolex uh, collector. I think he's here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. 
And he was literally bidding against Rolex. I would have, I don't know. If I had that kind of money, I would have been like, you ain't winning this. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of crazy. So for those that don't know, the Milgauss was, this this particular model was from 1958. Yep. Um, this was a watch that was commissioned by CERN mm-hmm. out in Geneva and um, was developed for scientists to withstand yeah, electromagnetic fields. Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of people dub this as like the mad scientist watch and what's cool about it is it's also it's kind of a quirky watch yeah. like it's got that lightning ball it has a lightning ball hand it has a rotating it's kind of funny this one reason. is really cool because it, it mirrors the um it kind of looks like the first sub yeah which is really cool well, I the guess, bezel rotates for what yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> red triangle for what i mean it's egg timer yeah sure <laughs> and what's funny is that the modern milk house was recently discontinued mm-hmm. but 2.5 million my yeah God. that's a lot that's crazy. Yeah. For a Rolex. I mean, you, it's, it's Rolex. Well, for a Rolex, but Rolex is buying. It's wild. Maybe they didn't have one in the archives. Do you, what do you, I, that's what I was thinking. So I was trying to think of reasons like, what could it be that possessed them to like spend this money on this watch? Trying to remake it. Right? Either remake it, they didn't yeah. have one in the archives or whatever they had with shit. Does Rolex have a museum? Yeah, but it's not public. Oh, really? Nothing Rolex has a public. So when we went, when I was at Patek, you could see the Rolex factory like from the window. Like they're that close to each other. Yeah. I could skip a stone from one to the other. Wow. And the whole joke was that like, you know, Pateks are, you know, a lot of hand making and hand finishing where Rolex is a lot of machining. Mm. So when, like, when we were going lunch and stuff or like we were just walking around, like going to workshops, you, there was, there's these very big windows everywhere. There's a bunch of natural light in these, in these factories. Mm. So you can always look out and see some part of the other building. Mm. And every time we would look out, we would be like, yo, it's like all these people at Rolex are just like outside smoking cigarettes. <laughs> so the joke was that like, yeah, that's because they don't actually make watches. Yo, wow. <laughs> and it was like, they press a button, the machine does the work, and Joe Schmo leaves for eight hours, comes break. back, presses a button, and clocks out, and they're oh, done for yeah. the day. It's a nice gig. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, the thought did cross that my mind. Like, okay, perhaps are they are they planning on bringing back the Milgauss at some point? Or? I think eventually they have to. Yeah, but it's also like the Air King had the same movement. Yeah, I know. So if they're gonna remake one, they're gonna remake the other. It's just how crazy they're gonna get with it. Like, yeah. Is it gonna be as simple as just change the size again? I mean, I wouldn't have guards? I wouldn't have thought anything of it prior to the release that they had recently in Watches and Wonders. Yeah, which was a little left. For them, yeah. in terms of like an entire collection, like everything from like the celebrations piece to the 1908 to mm-hmm. like an open case back Daytona, yeah, it was a little strange. So it's like, oh, you guys are playing around in the sandbox a little bit more than you used to. Which makes me think, why would they bring back a Milgauss? So that's not a play around in the sandbox watch. It's not, but you spend 2.5 million on it. I'm Maybe just- they just need one that bad. Okay. <laughs> it's the third one to come up we in the auction. We got this like, one in the museum, guys. We got. Uh, yo, we missed out uh, on the first two. Yeah. Some coin. We thought three hundred was too much ten years ago. We might as well do it now. Kind of wild. Kind of wild. Um, it is a handsome watch, though. It is. No, it's 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 nice. It's I mean, banger. it's got that really cool like honeycomb dial. Yeah. In black, you got the uh, the bezel is fire. Even yeah, riveted bracelet. Um, and when you see pictures of this watch, and we'll show it too. I mean, this was like mint yeah. condition. Yeah. Like whoever had this watch just did not wear it. They yeah. locked mm-hmm. it up in the safe. They're waiting for the day. 2.5. <laughs> Respect. Um, sticking with Rolex, but but moving along. 
A couple of weeks back, there was a release by uh, a company whom we admire very much, Artisans Digenie. Mm-hmm. And um, if you know their work, they, they customize timepieces. Um, predominantly Rolex, it seems. Uh, the way that it works is, and so this is like, uh, Artisans de Geneva is like a, a real atelier. Like, not customization, I would say, in terms of like what we're used to with what we see here in terms of like aftermarket. Yeah. Like real artisans, like real watchmakers, sometimes enhancing movements. Um, well, usually always. For, for usually them. always. Uh, completely redoing casework. Um, sometimes even completely rebuilding a watch. Yeah. Uh, but they do custom work and then they'll, they'll come up with the design and it, sometimes it can be commissions. Other times it can be something that they come up with and they'll open it up to, to clients and, and, and fans and you supply the reference. Uh, or they'll buy it for you. If you or they'll, yeah, yeah, they'll do that for you as well. Um, so I thought this one was interesting because I, I happen to be a fan of a certain film. So they they got together with uh, this gentleman, Frank Abagnale, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty funny. And for those that don't know, Frank Abagnale um, is, he's he's famous to me because of the Steven Spielberg film, Catch Me If You Can, yep. which is a 2002 film with Leonardo DiCaprio about this young kid that leaves home, runs away from home, and ends up uh, cashing fraudulent checks to support himself (laughs) (laughs) poses as a pilot even poses as a doctor and like lives all of these like multiple lives um just because his life was so boring and and mundane and this is based off a true story he he made a lot of money yeah made a lot of money got in trouble with the fbi ended up getting arrested and uh was then hired by the FBI and has worked with them ever since, helping them true identify. White yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, helping them sort of, um, you know, get a leg up on on, you know, fraudsters and and some of the ge- the schemes and, and and gimmicks that they would do. So, I thought this was interesting because they basically they took and uh, he provided them with his GMT, a GMT Master II, modern GMT. I forget which reference his was exactly. Mm. Um, his was a little beat. And they released this video where they talk about like when he decided that he was going to um, pose as a pilot. And he saw all the pilots wearing Rolex GMT Masters. Um, what's cool about this is that they take a modern GMT and transform it into a vintage albino, a vintage yeah. six, 6542 yeah. albino GMT mask with a little bit of that patina yeah, on there, too. It's like a <laughs> tropical albino, yeah. Now. So, when I first saw this watch, I fell in love with it. I thought it was, I thought it was fire. I, I mean, think so, too. It's, 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 it's I mean, it's, albino GMT is already, already like a crazy. unicorn, right? Like, yeah. as far as we know, there's one, yeah, it's true. So, the fact We've that I've only mean, ever seen one in the wild, yeah. So they took that and were like, we're gonna make it a little different. And make it like patina. Yeah. Like if this yeah. was a thing that people actually wore in the 60s and 70s, how would it look this now? Is how, yeah. And that's what they went for. I it thought works. that was so awesome. The bezel is even nicer. Yeah, so then they make like their own like Bakelite, Bakelite bezel. Yeah. 
a working one too because all the ones that are out there like most they don't they're work cheap, anymore yeah. is it low yeah yeah it does yeah that's crazy that's crazy so they i was on instagram a few weeks back and um because i'm looking at the watch and then i realized and i was like oh man where the hell are the crown guards yeah there are no crown guards there are no crown guards <laughs> So they tried to make like like do a true like six five four two, and they they uh, they posted some stuff in their stories, and I asked them about them like what happened like I'm thinking like did you guys recreate your own case? They shaved them down. They shaved them down. They do with the Daytonas also. When they make those like that honey gold Daytona. That's crazy. Yeah, that was a real. That was a modern Daytona. Well, not even shaved. They completely shaved it off. Yeah, well, they polish it off. Yeah, basically. Wild. Just get it all the way down in the case. Recreated an entire new bracelet. Mm -hmm. It was sick. Yeah, the way they do it is crazy. Yeah. You would think it's an entirely different watch to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They redid the date wheel, all the hands, painted. Yeah. It was pretty sick. I feel like it's also kind of nice to have, like, you don't, obviously, when you get the vintage pieces, like, it's never going to be, like, the condition it was, like, when yeah. it was sold. And this is kind of, like, the closest thing you can get to that, right? Like, yeah. If you were, you know, buying a GMT, I mean, especially an albino dial, but also yeah, like exactly. imagine buying just any vintage GMT and like yeah. quote unquote restoring it, yeah. you're losing money. Yeah, yeah, you are. And with this, you, that's not a thing. It's not a thing. And man. you can wear it every single day. Yeah, worry yeah. About it. You don't have to worry about it. Like, don't have to worry about humidity or any of that. Like, yeah. it's it's ready to go. Because it's still a modern Rolex, but it's an it homage looks old, to. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's such like a cool idea that they did with this one was like create they they because usually they'll just completely create something new mm -hmm. um off, you know sometimes they'll like hint at the past like they, like even with the honeycomb it kind of channels like paul newman did yeah bit, right? with the shaved crown guards the over right of the case. but this one was like a real homage to a, a very specific period a very uh specific story and a very specific reference like and, and, and it, what's funny about it is as elusive as the character uh, Frank is mm -hmm. is as elusive as this watch is. Because How many of them did they, are they making? That or is it just the know. one? Uh, no, I, it's not just the one. I don't think, I think, I mm -hmm. think you can get your hands on this. You think there's a hater out there like, yo, they're appropriating vintage of Rolex course. culture? <laughs> of course. You know, there's people in the channel like fake Rolex. Yeah. Absolutely. Frank Abagnale, <laughs> fed. <laughs> He's a snitch. <laughs> snitch. Certified snitch. <laughs> snitch watch. <laughs> GMT Master Snitch. GMT Master 6-9. Oh, facts. There we go. Yeah. Oh but they, 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 did, they did a good job. And uh, Artisans at Geneva, I feel like, is, you know, though they have a name, um, it's, it's pieces and stories like this. It was the first time I've ever seen them really do something like this where it was like a story. Yeah. And then they created like this whole video and they call, they call it the uncatchable watch. Yeah. But that I makes thought sense. Was, yeah. No, it makes sense. I thought it was really cool. And it gets the name out there. And so it's got people talking again about what it means to either restore or customize yeah. a watch. I think it's their first GMT also. They, so uh, I don't know. It might be their first public one. But they've I know that sub, they've done, they've done one of ones for people. They, 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 interestingly enough, they posted recently a, a Batman that they redid mm. um, with like all of this like faux patina on it and it's kind of fire i didn't see that it's kind of dope we'll share a, a, a picture or a video um of that piece but that was kind of fire yeah well shouts out to artisans de geneve send one to the show facts let me wear one we have a connect we do we have a connect 
someone who was talking to them recently and uh, who plugged us to them. And, uh, you know, hopefully when they come stateside, we'll get them on. We just go to them. I'm down for that, too. <laughs> Be even better. Yeah. Let me get a watch. I'll take you to the tech factor. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving along. Uh, something I, I, I really did want to talk about. Um, and the reason. So before we get to it, you guys know I'm long winded. I'll try to get through it as, as best as I can. But we posted a picture on, on the IG page of this watch release. The Christopher Ward London 12. And things got kind of heated in the comments section. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> we had a couple of a couple of guys going at it, and um, watch people can be well, kind of brutal. To go <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this. I remember sending a screenshot in the chat at like one a.m. Yeah, like, what the it was. On? It was like like so they released the you know Christopher Ward London is. Um, is a, is a cool like micro brand. Yeah, I bought a watch from them. Yeah, so you bought the uh, you you got a Belcanto. Yeah, I'm still waiting for it. Um, Those are awesome, by the way. The Belcanto is amazing. Is fire. Checked Our it out in person. Most of the stuff they've done. Insane. I mean, all of it bangs. Yeah. It's hot. Um, but there was some debate whether or not. Uh, I think this gentleman was in the comment section, and he was like, you know, this is an homage brand. Yeah. And I never really looked at Christopher Ward London like that because I, I just, I just I, it never really clicked for me like that they were like an, an homage brand. But when he mentioned that and like hearing his points. Did you look back at everything? I, I looked yeah. back at everything and I was like, oh, you might be on to something. But what's cool about them is that they kind of like flip it. It's like it's not it's never really like an homage to like something of the past. It's kind of like current, but they don't acknowledge. But they've also made like so many different things where it's like, can you call this an homage brand? You 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 can. It's not it's not a WMT watch. It's not a WMT. No, no, that's no. crazy. So in, in, in the comment section, we'll get to the 12, but in the comment section, one of the guys brought up that GMT that they that they did. And this from the C sixty two. I'm reading the right C sixty three. And he goes. It looks exactly like Grand Seiko SBGN 003, which, before seeing this comment, I agreed to that. It does. I was like, oh, this is like a Seiko GMT. Which also kind of channels like Explorer 2. Well, he goes on. His name is uh, LWB 2017. Shout out to LWB. He says. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was at the Moser event. I uh, know. He says. He says the Belcanto is heavily influenced by the MBNF legacy, Beauvais and Breguet. How about the Trident C65 GMT? Yeah, that's also original. If you've never seen a 1655 yeah. Explorer. <laughs> Spicy. Homage is a hard <laughs> word to take in, but that's what they will always be. Today's release just proved it. Woo! So if you've seen the Christopher Ward London 12, it, it kind of does resemble a Chapek Antarctic. Yeah. And but what I will say about Christopher Ward is that they do it kind of really good. Like when I saw the 12 release, I was like, it's kind of fire. Dial colors, too. Dial colors are kind of fire. Watches offered in stainless steel and titanium. Yeah. So I will say J. Ben F. had a good rebuttal. What did he say again? He said, 
I can't help but think that what we do in the watch world is hold up a few watches as iconic that are really just inaccessible to most people. Mm -hmm. When a newer brand comes along as is influence, we call it an homage, but we have to make the distinction between influence and a copy. I own a C63 GMT with a gray sapphire dial that looks like nothing else out there. Do other versions look like an Aquatera or a Grand Seiko? Sure, but if you look across the brand, you're, I think you're dealing with influence and not homage. So I looked up that watch that he mentioned. What's it look like? It looks like Grand Seiko. <laughs> <laughs> to me. To me. So for those who are, you know, not familiar. So the, the cool thing about this watch is the, the Chappic Antarctique is an incredibly rare watch to, to, to get. Um, Chappic makes awesome timepieces. They have incredible movements. Um, for those that have never heard of them, the, the brand is significant because it was founded by Francois Chapek, who co-founded Patek. Mm -hmm. And when Patek was initially founded in, uh, what was it, 18, 1839, yeah. uh, it was the, was, it was Patek and Chapek. Patek, Chapek, and Chi. Patek, Chapek, and Chi. Um, and so the brand has, has since been revived. And yeah, Antarctica someone, someone is like, bought the name and revived the brand. Yeah, and it's like their flagship, yeah. their flagship piece. They and make some bangers though with that. No, watch. they they do. And, and there's like a three year wait for the Osmium though. Yeah, you can't. You, and you like, can't. Get who's them. who's trying to make a watch out of Osmium? Yeah, it's no crazy. One. Yeah, Osmium is the densest metal on Earth, and it's the most expensive. They released a it's new one too, platinum. and like the which was I thought was interesting it was like the Miami Hurricane colors. Really? Yeah. Green dial, orange oh, seconds. Have you seen yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of fire. I'm not feeling that. But like fire bracelet. There's a pink dial one. Dial texture, crazy. But then when you put it side by side with the Christopher One London 12, it's almost, it's, it's, it's obviously influenced by this watch. But what's funny is when you visit the website and you start reading about it, they have this whole thing that they do on like Genta. Mm. and um, his design influence with like integrated steel sports watches. And they mentioned AP and they mentioned Patek, but there's no mention whatsoever <laughs> of Chapek, which I was like, you guys are something else. It's pretty good. I think the one thing for Christopher Ward that I, I really like what they do just in general for the brand is making a lot of um, things that otherwise wouldn't be accessible to many people. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, like, you know, the Belcanto, for example, like who, it's a where- It's $3,000 hour striker. Right, like where are you gonna Crazy. get that, right? And I think that there's something, at least when I when I went to wind up and I, I met some of the team and got to see some of their watches, like they really do take pride in that. And I, I do appreciate it because it's, yeah. you know, any other, just like a normal person or even someone who's just getting into watches, like you're not, I mean, I don't think you would be like going off the street and just like picking you up a royal or like, like a Patek or something yeah, like that, surprised. you know? <laughs> You'd be surprised. Did you try on the Belcanto while you were there? I did. I really is like it, it. It's awesome. I like it. It's really So what's cool though is, um, you know, to your point, um, they do make things accessible that would normally be outside of, you know, the realm of what people had access to. Um, but we know some like really heavy hitter, like watch collectors that you are actually them. really big fans of Christopher yeah. London. Um, but I think that's because again, they make a lot of things that are different. They yeah. do. Right? Yes. Like I, again, like you have a brand like WMT where it's like, who's really buying it? 
Well, WNT is thinking it's like clear. They're like trolling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're trolling. But um, the Christopher Lloyd Wonder, uh, London Bel Canto is, is an obvious hit. Yep. Yeah. That movie like, phase. That is fine. And I'm not going to lie. Like, even though this watch, like, clearly channels Chapek, it's kind of hot. I kind of like it. But is it hot because it looks like a Chapek or is it hot because it's hot? So, it no, it's hot because it's hot. Yeah. I didn't, So, it took me a minute to, like, really look at it. And I was like, I know this from somewhere. Yeah. But, like, the design of the watch, I was like, nah, this is... This is fire. I was like, I get behind this. And then the longer I sat with it, and I was like, where do I know you from? It's like seeing someone you haven't seen in a while or like seeing someone that looks like yeah. a celebrity. It's like, I know you from somewhere. And it's like, it's like I'm like, And then I looked up the Antarctic and I'm like, yes, yep. this is it. From the bracelet yep. to the dial yep. to the placement of like the, For the, one the tenth date. the price. I bet. Yeah, yeah. Twelve hundred bucks for the all steel. Give me yeah. no, not even one tenth. Is that one twenty if the price? Yeah. I was like, yo. You about to get a titanium one? Maybe. I'll get one. And get they one. got it on strap. I get one on strap. Rubber straps kind of fire. We'll swap. Get a bracelet. I get a strap. I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at them. What dial? LWB is, but <laughs> it's okay. I mean, that that, that. that blue dial is crazy. They're both blue dials. They have like that dark that ice yep. blue one, one and then that yep. light blue one. But it's, it's, it's crazy. They also have purple. The purple one is fire too. I so I was I wanted the purple Belcanto and I was like, nah, the Sam is a move. There, you know what? The ice blue is crazy too. Though. Yeah, no. The, so the ice blue one in person, actually, look, I love purple, but that ice you blue one You got to try was, all of them on. Yeah, they were all there. The ice blue one is amazing. And what was the best dial color in person? Ice blue. Yeah. Because it, it turns gray in some lighting. So it's like, it's just like this like. Did you see it on strap or on bracelet? It's on strap. Yeah. 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 So when I first saw, I saw the original first release. I saw it on bracelet. The bracelet's not bad. It kind of resembles an I'm oyster good. bracelet. It's I'm not. Good. It's not. They're not. Yeah, really but I know you know it's not going to be good. No, but the the. I mean, you could get it on a bracelet. You're gonna put a new strap on it anyway. Yeah. So you know, but it's pretty fire. I like the Belcanto. Yeah, I can't wait to get mine in October. Damn. <laughs> I should have ordered one. Yeah, oh yeah, the, the, the wait the wait list yeah. is a little bit long now, is now what I was is. told. Well, I'm sure we gotta plug something. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Were they selling them in wind up? No, because of that wait list. Or I think you, you probably could have you Let's probably could have like told <laughs> just get it run fast. I'm Zach, if you're this. listening, <laughs> uh, I know you got the plug, so I will be contacting <laughs> you later this week. <laughs> um moving along. Um we're we're nearly halfway through the year. Yeah. Which is crazy. Feels like 2023 just started. I remember New Year's Eve and day very clearly. Facts. We were together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I'm curious. You know, we've seen a lot of watches this far. We just got through Watches and Wonders uh, about 2 months ago. Still new watch releases coming through. Mm. You know, there's more stuff dropping this summer, but um so far of 2023 What's uh what's your favorite? Am I going first? One of you. Um, mine is still the fifty three sixteen. Fifty three sixteen is still, still that's it's your still favorite the watch clear movie. cut. I don't think anything's happening this year. Okay. Anything. There's been some really good stuff. Yeah. And surprisingly, the rest of really good stuff is from really small independent brands. Yeah. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Like one of the I mean, I'll show it later. I'm like, you know, a word on the show. One of the I bought a Zellos. Oh, really? Yeah. Shout or out to I had Zellos. I had help getting a Zellos, I should nice. say. Nice. And like sub five hundred dollars dive watch 
That's dope. With a hammered dial. Banger. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. Banger. That's dope. I just need to put it on the strap. But yeah, yeah. It's a <laughs> I'm getting a rubber strap for that. Okay, tight. And you gonna get a Zellos rubber strap? No, I'm okay. gonna get a tropical rubber strap. Okay. <laughs> I think their rubber straps are made from tropical strap anyway. Sure. So it's whatever. Okay. Fine. But that's the plan. Okay. But like a lot of it has been like again like really small independent brands. Yeah. Um, I mean, Rashawn was in London. And he sent us a photo of that MBNF. That MBNF like, is crazy. Yeah, that's the that stuff you should be nuts. looking at. Yeah. Most things from Watches and Wonders were kind of whack unless it was like absurd. Like those, all those crazy Cartiers, those yeah. are bangers. Everything else is whatever. Yeah. What Patek? about you? Hard to pick a watch, but a brand um, that I, I, I've loved for a while, um, but I feel like doesn't get nearly as much appreciation as it should. Chanel. Okay. Um, because, well, I mean, so I have like an emotional connection to Chanel. My mom... Mm -hmm bought one of the first watches that they released back in the 80s, the, okay. the premiere. And so she gave that to me. And obviously, like, as I normally do, started learning about kind of like Chanel's watchmaking history. And it's very like th their watchmaking, like arm is very mm -hmm. serious. Like they've made some incredible pieces throughout the years. Like the J12 was like an all ceramic the watch. Like they did ceramic before yeah. ceramic became cool, right? <laughs> like yeah. thinking about that. And even some of their watches and wonders pieces, it's just like that like interstellar looking one where it's like, you know, the J12, but it's like got diamonds. It's almost like pixelated. So that's, we, we had, we were going to talk about like hot takes. That was going to be mine. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one with the, the diamonds. The pixelated one. Yeah. That thing is kind of crazy. That shit is hot. Right? I rock that all Okay, day. see, we had the same exact hot take. I wear, <laughs> that was a hot take? Yeah, that was my hot take. I wear it all day with the yeah. diamonds. They made, wow. it, they made it with half of it's white, but then the diamonds are the one. Yeah. We got to talk to picture one. that up. That's crazy. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. No, but I mean, Chanel, like it's, they, I feel like they're just in general, like very underappreciated for their watches. Cause when you think of them, you think like fashion, their bags. So like, it's, it's funny that you say that because I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, yo, fashion watches are coming back. Mm -hmm. And my favorite watch so far. Um, and I was thinking about this cause when we were, when we were talking about what we wanted to do for this episode, I was like, damn. What is my favorite? And there was a watch. I don't, you maybe you remember once I mentioned it, but I remember when I saw it and I sent it to the group chat, and I was like, "Yo, this is kind of hot." <laughs> and it wasn't that. crazy priced. It could also be a hot take, but I got a hot take that's hotter than this take. Uh, but you got you got to give this one first. What was the brand? The Hermes Mono Pusher. Chrome? I don't remember the orange strap. I don't remember. Fire. Hermes makes a good watch, though. Yeah. Oh, that the 808 Mono Pusher. I don't think that's a hot take. Respect. They make a good watch. Yeah. I love this watch. I sent it to the group chat. We'll toss a picture up. I'll share I'll share a picture with you. Um, but it it's it's their, like, sports watch. And it's, like, like true sports watch. Comes on an orange rubber strap, which is perfect because it's Hermes. And there's something about it. That kind of feels like a 5968A, oh but it's not a 5968A. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, if I wanted that, but I didn't get that, this is this, this is if you want good. a 5968A, nothing's gonna make up for listen, it. Listen, no, but it's nothing. pretty good. It's pretty good. You say that now. It's pretty good. Okay. It's pretty good. So that was that was my pick so far for the year. I really I really like this watch. I keep coming back to it because I found myself when I was getting lunch with friends. We were talking about watches. 
I brought it up. The other day I brought it up. I was talking to someone. We were talking about fashion watches. And I was like, have you seen this watch? And they're like, no, I didn't even know this thing came out. Yeah. I showed them. I was like, yeah, this thing's kind of hot. But it's like a mono pusher chrono from Hermes. I don't remember you Crazy. That. I'll share it with I you. I feel like I would have clowned you for that. I think you liked it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. If I come back with that watch. <laughs> don't buy that shit. Oh, man. What's the, what's the hotter hot take? So the hotter hot take, which got ripped this week in like watch blogs. I kind of dig the, the Hublot Nespresso Green Big Bang. I don't bang. think it's bad either. I think it's kind of fire. I think the collab is very strange. The collab is, is weird, but I don't care. But like... The watch know. is kind of hot. It's a little gimmicky. The collab's a little gimmicky. I don't even care. <laughs> the watch is kind of hot. It's hot because it's green. It's fire. That's what the I was going to say. The strap is nice. The strap is crazy, but the strap could, is made from recycled yeah. espresso uh, pods. <laughs> but when <laughs> I saw it, and everyone was like ripping, they were like, I saw an article, it was like, Hublot's finished. And I, I saw, saw it, and I was I like, was like um, don't wear it in the rain or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> the strap just dissolved on me. <laughs> But I saw it and I was like, nah, this shit is kinda hot. I kinda I kinda kinda bang with the big bang. Put it in some water and coffee come out. <laughs> That's a plus. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was kinda but this this thing, it was gonna hate everywhere. Yeah, so I thought there, it was gonna there, it's got there, an all espresso the logo on the crown, which I'm not crazy about, but at the same time, it's like the perfect shade of green. I thought the watch was fire. Okay. Sure. Just me. You're on an island with that. You one. know what it is, though? I think, yeah, facts. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be on my island. Um, what I will say is, though, I think, you know, from our last shoot when we got to hang out with you Maxime, yeah. I definitely appreciate Ublo a little bit more. Like being around it, I'm like, yo, it's kind of hot. I, it is. <laughs> they the got stuff that they fire. do, they do great. They really do. And like the hate that they get, I feel like it's just All so All of Maxine's warranted. watches are fire. The Olinsky's are fire. The Sapphire, fire. But there's something about it. And it, it's funny because like even Maxime and his design philosophy, it mirrors like two complete opposites, right? Like maximalism and like minimalism. And that's what Hublot does, I think, really well. Like... Just going like completely like, you know, uniform. It's like we're gonna do one, we're gonna do watching yeah. like one color, but then like it's still kind of absurd. Well, when they did that millennial pink Big Bang, it yeah. lasted five seconds before it sold out. But their watches, Samuel of Ross's feel, watch, yeah, and shout out to Samuel Ross because I spoke to him recently. Yes, it disappeared. See you soon. Facts. <laughs> but uh, when I when I started to really look at, it, I was like, damn, they kind of feel like art pieces. Mm -hmm. Like they feel like collectibles. They feel like Pokemon cards. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, but they cost as much as a Pokemon card at auction, so yeah. Facts. Shout out to Hublot. It's my hot take. Okay. Shout out to Hublot. My other, my other favorite watch, so I love the H the H Droid Hermes. Um, but I, I got to visit uh Patek New York recently mm. and check out novelties. And I have to I have to say this. Shout out to Patek because the novelty group that they released at Watches and Wonders, um, I think we know a lot of people loved it, hate it. Feels like a lot of people weren't big fans of, of the release. I think they got it wrong. I think when I got to see everything in person, two things that were really, really noticeable that I appreciated. A, 
was their uh, their investment towards producing uh, pieces that were much sportier, but still felt luxury because of you know they're using white gold or some kind of precious metal, mm-hmm. like nothing in steel. And then <laughs> B, I thought their use of color. This it was subtle, but it was, it was subtle, but everything it, yeah. was the way that it was put together. It almost felt like it felt like there was like a new hire. Yeah. In like the design department or someone like not someone I, like I changed the, the mold. I met the person who was in charge of the R&D and design. OK. And she's this extremely talented woman. She gave us an old sketchbook to look through mm. and we could always tell where like her proudest work was because every time she designed the watches that she put into production, she cut the actual ad out and pasted it in the book fire and seeing all the crazy how long has she been there i think 12 years now okay 12 years she's on a roll she's a beast she worked at rolex before now it's crazy Mm -hmm. so i fell in love with i fell in love with a lot of the watches and i thought that like usually when you think about patek or at least when we do it's kind of like you love the watch not so crazy about the strap yeah the strap combos and the colors that they selected for these watches, I thought was on point. Yeah, for the most all part. the 6007s. The 6007s bang. Contrast stitching matches the hands and yeah. the color on the back What side really got me was the 5224R. Mm-hmm. When I saw this in person, and I'll, I'll share a picture, but it was just like, I was like, wow. That watch is inspired by a watch that's in the museum. It's oh, a yeah? pocket watch, and it's actually a Chopek. Oh, wow. It's a pocket watch that's, it's not really, I mean, it's a pocket watch, but it's a big ass pocket watch. Yeah. It's a white enamel dial and it has that same 24 hours mm. on it. And uh, even numbers are in black, odds are in red. Mm. And it, that's what it's inspired by directly. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that watch is beautiful. When I saw that, like I saw it in person, I was like, this I want to, I haven't, I haven't seen that watch, but that was one of my favorites too. From the, That's like top three for me. And I will say the 6007s are far more impressive in person. Yeah. Like they just, there's there's something about like even the 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 case shape, it lo- it kind of looks like the fifty two twelve case, but everything's just a little more round, mm-hmm. and you can the, the white gold is like a really really nice touch, it has like a shine to it which which plays with the watch in a way that's really interesting because it's so sporty. It's yeah. like you well, want you get it that, to be steel, like, like that weird carbon printed strap. To yeah, the dial. it's crazy. Yeah, it looks like a sports car. It does. Yeah, it does. That's, yeah. a, that's like a, a like a luxury good sports car. It. Yeah. Um man, this was fun. Yeah. It's good to be back on the couch. Mm-hmm. Episode 56. Yikes. Um yikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you all for tuning in. We're just getting restarted. Yeah. I should say we got a lot of surprises for you um this season, a lot of surprises. Um there'll be some events. There's some product coming. Won't spoil the secret, but uh, stay glued. Um, we got some things in the work, in the works, and uh, we got a, a really big uh, surprise launch uh, that we'll be talking about soon. That we'll unveil soon, and and uh, this was something that was spearheaded by this gentleman here, and I'm very very proud. I can't wait for everyone I'm to see what you came up with because yeah. this is awesome. It just means more is gonna come. I'm excited. Um, Dana, much continued success to you. It's 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 been awesome to see Thank you blossom you. over the last twelve months. And um obviously this won't be your last time. Oh definitely, I'll be back. I know you will. And uh for those of you watching, you know where to find us. We're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, yep. everywhere. Apple. Apple. 
TikTok I mean, for the children. TikTok for the children. And if Rashawn was here. And definitely know. not the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's but flopping. that takes facts. <laughs> Big time. But that takes the cake. We'll see you next week. Episode 56. Deuces. <laughs>